We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slung dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is queerer than you. Welcome to the Making Queer History Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Will. And the Making Queer History Project, for those of you who are just tuning in, is a project that looks at queer history. Pretty self-explanatory in the title, but we also try to bring history into the future and make it as accessible as possible. We have a series of articles and a podcast. The podcast is what you're listening to. You should also check out the series of articles. Right now, we sort of look at what the articles have already looked at, but sort of go more in depth. You get some of our witty banter because Will is actually my fiance. So Which is really exciting. Banter. I'm glad you're excited about it. I am also excited about it. Perfect, perfect. Um, we have a website, www.makingqueerhistory.com. You can check that out to find all our social medias. We have uh, Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, and a newly created Twitter. So we were terrified of Twitter for a little while, but now we're using it. So you should check us out there, make fun of us for being terrified, and be one of the lovely people who's interacting with us. You can also email at us at queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com. Send us your suggestions. Send us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you guys. You can comment on all our social media. You can review this podcast on, on iTunes. iTunes. Please do. That forwards our stuff to many more people. Yes, exactly. So make sure to review on iTunes and also comment on all our work on our website. Our website's a really cool place to stop by to. And you can also find our beautiful Patreon there and become a patron because patrons are what keep us going. This is a shout out to all, every single one of our patrons right now. We really appreciate you guys. We really appreciate you guys. And you can get the podcast earlier if you become one. The patrons get it like from a day earlier to sometimes a week earlier, whenever I record it. Who knows? But that is always exciting. You get to hear some background stories, so what goes on behind the scenes, and just fun facts. You get to hear about how I fought a duke once. Yeah, that's that's a good story. It's a fun story. So that's only for patrons, though. Everything else is out for free, no paywall, but patrons get a little bit more of that personal touch, and sometimes they get things a little bit earlier than the rest of y'all. And even if you can't afford becoming a patron, we have a place for you guys to send us one-time donations. You can find this information on our website. And we really appreciate anything you guys can give because you guys are what keeps us running and you guys are what keeps us free and accessible. Also, for the newbies who don't know, let's talk about Patreon for a second because this is the most common question we get asked about it. So on our Patreon, it says this amount, you pledge this amount per article. So what does that mean? It basically means that we send out four articles, one podcast, actually, three articles, one podcast every single month. And you pay for each one that exists. So we create content, you pay for content in a beautiful, beautiful system. Yeah. And it also means that in, like, if you pledge $1, you're actually going to be paying $4 by the end of the month. You're never going to pay more than $4 and you're never going to pay less than $4. It's a good system and it works really well. It works really lovely. And... You're always going to pay at the end of the month. You don't have to pay in the middle of the month. We're not going to do that. And yeah, that's our patron. So 
that's how we keep running and that's how we can pay rent on time. Yes. Love that paying of rent thing. It's always a good feeling. Yes. Other fun facts about our project. We do a project of the month, which means we look at other queer projects. This month, we looked at All Cycles, which is an Edmonton-based project that talks about menstruation and gets menstrual products to people who need it and can't afford it in the moments. And it also works on destigmatizing menstruation and talking about how menstruation exists outside of womanhood, because womanhood is often tied to menstruation, but not only women have periods and not all women have periods and it's a really important project doing really important work so check out their website you can find it on our website and also see if you can volunteer donate do anything to help them out because it's always nice to you know help out and also if you have a queer project and you want to become our project of the month at some point send us an email yes definitely send us an email and we will look at your project see if it works with ours and if it does, we will get back to you. We always get back to you. Also, do you know how else you can interact with the project? You can become a guest author, which is super exciting. We've had some amazing guest authors so far with some really, really cool in-depth things about them um, and about all these histories that we haven't even noticed before. So if you have someone in your mind where you're like, hmm, making queer history hasn't talked about this person. What if I wrote an article about this person? Definitely pitch it to us. We will pay you real money. Real people money. Yes. Wild concept. Exactly. And and if you didn't already know, we're looking for a name for our audience. Yes, we're looking for a name for our audience because calling you our audience is weird and uncomfortable because it feels like I'm standing in front of like this whole huge group of people, which is terrifying. And I want to feel more like what it actually is, where it's a group of people who are all interested in one thing, and it's a community. A little tight-knit community, and we want to have a name for you guys. So we've had some, like, ideas, Will? I I had a suggestion of calling you guys the queer historians. So not the queer historians, but queer historians in one word. Laura had the lovely suggestion of calling you guys the, the lilac? Nope. My bad. The Violets and Carnations Club. Yep, the Violets Incarnations, not the club, but close. The My Lovely Lilacs Incarnations. Um, we talk about it in the next episode, why those are the flowers we chose. Also, if you have your own suggestion, like, oh, those are terrible ideas, I have a better idea, definitely email it in. Or if you're just like, those are terrible ideas, I don't want to be called a carnation, definitely email us in. Us in. Um, yeah, so just get your input in, and maybe if we have enough things, we'll do a poll on social media, yeah. and we'll see what you guys actually want to be called. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be great. Also, in the tune of announcements, uh, there's one from me. I'm going to be taking a month off. I have been writing articles consistently for two years, which has been great. I've loved it. But I also need a break just like everyone else. So I'm very, very, very sorry. I should have taken a break earlier and then I wouldn't have ta- had to have taken such a long break. But this is the situation we're in now. So don't worry about it for you guys. You're not even going to notice I'm gone. There's going to be articles every single week. There's going to be a podcast. I'm going to still be there. I'm going to be doing work in the background. So I'm not actually going to be taking a break. I'm just not going to be writing. I'm actually going to be doing more work than I usually do, which is exciting. So my vacation 
is doing more work. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, for Lars Vacation, send them good luck notes and take care of yourself notes. Make them chill. I don't know if you can. I don't think you can. But let them know that they should take care of themselves first and that they're important. And also definitely comment on our beautiful guest author. There's um, articles because there's going to be some really exciting ones. Dean, our editor, who's fantastic, is also probably going to be doing an article. So keep an eye out for that because mm-hmm. they've done an article recently. And if you haven't seen it yet, you definitely should. It's about queerness. It's about disability. It's about the language we use for both. You should definitely read it. It's worth the read. And yeah. Other terms in our other news are we're going to introduce a new segment to the to the podcast. It's going to be at the end, after we finish talking about the topic of choice, and it's going to be where we introduce something along the lines of a queer project. It's Either not it's- going to be like Queer Project of the Month. This is just going to be things like that we're watching. It's not going to be like as researched as Queer Project of the Month. Queer Project of the Month is mostly grassroots things. Like it's a small project that we found, like the Penumbra. Well, the Penumbra is no longer small, but you should also check it out. It's another great podcast. So if you love podcasts, check out the Penumbra. But outside of that, it's those are more small projects that are run by queer people. We've talked to them. We usually like have a conversation and dialogue with them. With this one... We just are like, we're listening to this part of queer media, or we exist with this part of queer media, or we exist with this part of queer art, or this part of queer creators. We went to this thing, we watched this movie, we experienced these these things, and we're excited to share these things with you. If you have any suggestions of things we should watch, or listen to, or play, or anything at all, send those in to us. We'll check them out, and maybe we'll love them so much, and talk about them here. Exactly. And Will came up with this, so all credit goes to them. We're also trying to figure out a name for this. So send in suggestions if you have one. If you haven't noticed, we're terrible at naming things. We are. So bad. Yeah, we we fail on that, but we hope that you guys can name us can help us out whatever your name turned out to be. Exactly. Also, another note. If you were listening to the last episode of the podcast, which is the part one of this beautiful brick top sequel thing duo this beautiful bricktop duo podcast we were like oh yeah don't worry about it. it's not cliffhanger it's gonna like the next episode's gonna come out in like two seconds and like icarus we flew into the sun of our hubris and fell into the ocean and died and pretty much our, like that exactly yeah. like that our we recorded this episode two times i edited it fully two times and each time my laptop decided it hated me and deleted it so this is the third time we're editing it if you're listening in right now this is yeah this is our faith yeah this is the third time uh yeah this is this is the third time we're talking about bricktop though we love bricktop i'm very excited to talk about her again this is the third time. Also, in next episode, we make a lot of references to this episode. And some of them, since the episode that we originally had got deleted, no longer make sense, maybe. Yes. Hopefully all of them do, because we're going to try and keep it very similar. But sometimes it doesn't, because we don't have a script, if you haven't noticed from our constant chattering. Yeah, we're really excited to be chattering, though. But yeah, if you listen to the You and Forbes episode and come back here to listen in to those funny inside jokes, they might not exist. We're really sorry, but we hope you can survive without them. Yes, but most of them I'm going to try to because I am hilarious. You are. But I think that's all we have to say. That's it. Is that all our announcements? Oh, wait. 
more announcements. Less of an announcement, more of a checkup. I was telling you last podcast about this really cool thing that I was doing for McEwen Pride Week. I went, I saw, I talked. Everyone thought I was you amazing. Conquered. I conquered, definitely. Everyone thought I was brilliant and charming. I got to meet some really great people, actually. Like, no joke, I got to meet some really great people at McEwen Pride Week. And we also have this really cool new section of our website now, where you can book us for speaking events, which is wild. Apparently, people want me to speak at things. And you also have to pay me, which is lovely, because I deserve money for my labor, apparently. You definitely do. Very sweet, darling. But you should check that out if you are, like, the executive of a student group, or if you're, like work at a public library and you're like, ooh, this would be a cool person to do an event with or something like that. I don't know who is in charge of these kind of things. Either way, contact me. Check the um, part of our website that is now has that. And you can either contact me or Dean. Either way, you'll get one of us. Um, mostly it's going to be for people around our areas. I'm in Edmonton. Dean, I don't know if they want us to share where they are. But I'm sure if you email them, they can give you information if you need it and yeah but if you want us to go somewhere outside of our like zone of travel you're gonna have to pay for it but we're totally willing to go and we're just excited to to share all these knowledge with people exactly i had a great time talking at McEwen. and if we have any new listeners from McEwen, hey how you doing was i charming i thought i was well actually more i was incredibly nervous and scared But after, I tried to boost my confidence by constantly saying that I was very charming. And I agree, you are very charming. You're very sweet, and you have to say that because you're going to get married to me. So, finally, I think that is all we have to talk about. Yes, let's move on to our topic of choice, our our topic for this episode. (laughs) Brick Top Part 2. The incredible, amazing, wonderful Brick Top. Where we left you last episode was Bricktop having to leave Paris and leave Shea Bricktop behind because World War II had started. She was forced to move to New York where she opened a new Shea Bricktop. And that is where we'll be picking up now. So in New York, she opened a new Shea Bricktop. And while, and while I believe it went okay, it wasn't, it wasn't what Paris had been. And, and Bricktop wasn't perfectly happy where she was. So she left, and she then went to New Mexico. There was actually an offer in between that. We'll go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, so to open the new chair bricktop in Mexico City, she got money from Doris Duke. And Doris Duke originally invited Bricktop to come with her to and stay at her, I believe it was a resort in Honolulu. But Bricktop is quoted as having said, I'd go out of my mind living in Honolulu, being waited on by servants. I need to work. And as soon as Doris Duke understood that that's what Bricked Up needed to be happy, she offered Bricked Up money so she could open this brand new Shea Bricked Up in Mexico City, which turned out to be pretty successful. Mm-hmm. And also, um, no, I don't have anything to say. Continue. And one of the things that happened here was that Bricked Up was really popular. In Mexico City, it wasn't the grand, grand events that had happened in Paris because nothing could ever match up to that glory. But the inhabitants of Mexico City really liked Bricked Up because she didn't try to pretend to be something she wasn't. Mm-hmm. They are quoted as saying, 
Bricktop wrote of this time in New Mexico saying, The Spanish are like the English. Once they like you, they like you. And they like you best if you don't try to be someone you are not. I was the only singer who never tried to sing in Spanish, and that's the way the Mexicans liked it. And during this time, Bricktop also converted to Catholicism. Yes, making a vow of celibacy at 51, as she said. Lord, never let me be a foolish old woman. This is actually also why she didn't divorce from her first marriage, which they split up pretty early within the marriage. But she never divorced him because that was against Catholicism. And yeah, so her time in Mexico City was, was pretty happy. and But she still longed to go back to those glory days of Paris. Those would always be her happiest days. So, in 1949, as soon as the war was over, she tried to get back, which she did, and the war had changed Paris. One of her friends, upon her return, as soon as she got off the boat, actually said, you won't find Paris as it used to be. And they were telling the truth. As soon as Bricktop opened, reopened the Che Bricktop, it didn't go as well as she had hoped it would. It was pretty unsuccessful. It was a different city. It was the war had just ended and Paris had been through a lot in, during the war. And only one year ha- went by before Shape Bricktop closed for good in Paris. And Bricktop did not give up easily, though. So after the, this unsuccessful trying in Paris, she moved on to Rome. And she opened a Bricktop on the Via Veneto. This turned out pretty well for her, actually. Yeah, she had some really a modicum of the greatness of Shea Bricktop, the original, and it had a couple of the celebrities, some new ones. Uh, Fred and Adele Astaire would come to this Shea Bricktop to perform their dances before they were performed on Broadway. There were also incredible people like Frank Sinatra, Elizabeth Taylor, and Ava Gardner, all names that you can probably recognize, and if you don't, you should probably look them up. And Bricktop was also really popular among tourists. People loved Bricktop. I'm not sure, even if you listen to part one, I'm not sure if you fully understand how much people loved Bricktop. I have a feeling that people would give their lives for her. Like, (laughs) straight up. They gave a lot of money for her. That's one thing. Yeah. Also, when she was in Rome, if I'm right, I think that's also when she met Martin Luther King Jr., And they met, they talked, they hung out for a little while. Nothing huge happened from it in the same way that something happened from it when he met Josephine Baker. By the way, I don't think this was mentioned in the Josephine Baker episode. Have we done a Josephine Baker episode? I don't think so. I think that was under Grace's reign. Yeah, one of the cool things about Josephine Baker was that Martin Luther King Jr., when he died, his wife contacted Josephine Baker and was like, hey, do you want to take over? And Josephine Baker said no, she wanted to be a mother, but isn't that a cool thing? That is a really cool thing, I think so. But let's get back to Bricktop. But yeah, uh, for those of you who also don't know, Bricktop and Josephine Baker had... An affair. An affair, yeah, that's a good word. Yep, they had an affair, um, which is a fact that Bricktop told Josephine Baker's son. You may recognize him again from Josephine Baker when we talked about her, because he was the one who was like, oh, by the way, my mom was bisexual. What everyone was humming and hawing over what her sexuality possibly could have been. Was she gal pals with everyone? He was like, nope, my mom was bisexual. Here's my proof. Goodbye. And one of the people that she's reported to have slept with is Bricktop, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Well, like, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And yeah, so Bricktop, with this new Che Bricktop in Rome, 
Uh, while it was pretty successful, she wasn't fully happy, and she's quoted as saying, Compared to my little 14-table spot in Paris years ago, this place was a dump. So, she wanted better. But, and also, her success was fleeting as disco was coming into popularity. What her club offered wasn't what people wanted anymore, and in 1961, her club was forced to close and she was forced to return to America and she retired at that point saying I'm tired honey tired of staying up all night and here she moved on to something one might call a quieter life compared to what she's been doing earlier but that doesn't mean that she was in any way living quietly nope she was still a celebrity she made brief cameos in film and in one recording, her last large public act was to write and release her autobiography alongside James Haskins. And really cool things is that you can still find clips of her singing on YouTube. Definitely. You should actually check it out. You can understand what really drew people to her when you see her singing. And yeah, it just gives you a lot of feeling for the wonderful woman she was. Exactly. And she lived a happy life. And... At the age of 89 in 1984, she did die, though. She did. And... But that's a pretty long life and a pretty amazing life for a person to live. It is. She met the most incredible people and they all thought that she was the most incredible. Exactly. She was an incredible woman who was so loved. And I can't say it enough how lovely that is to see because most of these people knew these things about her. Like, it wasn't a secret that she slept with women. And they loved her. And this queer woman in the 1900s was just able to live a long, happy life. Sleeping with who she wanted, having really happy times, and being a successful businesswoman. A lot of the time. Sometimes she was not. But she got unlucky. And she got lucky. And she had good times and bad times. And I think, yeah, I think Bricktop Story is such a good and beautiful example of what exists and what can be. Exactly. So that is the end of Bricktop Story. That was the end of part two. And we're, we're crossing our fingers that this one goes through editing well. And does not get accidentally deleted Nuck by on, my evil, evil computer. Knock on wood. Perfect. Thank you. Um, now we're going into our new section of the podcast, which we don't have an intro for yet. So I am singing this intro because that's a thing that we need to do. <laughs> uh, let's talk about stuff. Cool. So what I want to talk about for this this first tryout of this new section is One Day at a Time. I'm not sure if any one of you have watched it yet. It's on Netflix and it's an incredible show. I've recently started watching it. I know Laura's finished the first two seasons. They recently got renewed for a third season, so that's really exciting. And yeah, this is a show about a close-knit family, a close-knit Cuban family living in America an intergenerational family? Can I call it that? Well, all families are sort of intergenerational, but it really looks at the intergenerational relationships within the family. Yeah, so you have a grandma, you have a mom, you have kids, and you have this weird other other guy guy (laughs) that just hangs out with them. Mm -hmm. And I just love how it does things. It's really funny. Yeah. And it's really heartwarming. And it's very feminist. It discusses a lot of feminist themes and it has a lot of very 
open discussions about feminism and queerness. There is an episode in which the whole theme of the episode is pronouns. They have a canon non-binary character. Yes, no spoilers, but they have a canon non-binary character all throughout season two. And it's not like, it's it's not the biggest role, but it's not a small role either. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a beautiful show. It really is. And there's some really great representation in it. Definitely take the time to check it out. Um, Yeah, and they have some really, really poignant discussions um, in the news today. There's a lot of gun violence, and one of the discussions they do have is about gun violence. And I think it's really worth a watch, and it's very relevant for people who do have guns still. Because, you know, that's not just something that's in the conservative community. It's something that is also in the left. So just watch the episode. It's really good. It has some really interesting perspectives. Even if you don't agree, they always bring something really poignant to the table. Also, it's a really good family show. I know when I was first coming out, I had a bit of a tough time explaining it all to my younger sister. So what I used to do is I would show her shows like Legend of Korra, actually. Legend of Korra, which had, you know, a a canonically queer relationship. And I used that to sort of explain to her without having to explain what queerness was. And I think this was a really cool tool for that, for people who either are out, have are coming out, or haven't come out, for to see and show your family this thing and like see them react to the queer characters and see them get attached to them. And it can help them get to a point of understanding without having to put all that emotional labor on you because coming out is just so much emotional labor and we all know it. So sometimes it's nice to have a little tool to give them so that they can work on it themselves as well. That's definitely a good way of watching it. And just, yeah, check it out. Give it a chance. Watch some episodes. Watch all the episodes. Binge watch them in two days. Perfect. Great idea. Not unhealthy at all. Not at all. I'm here to bring you health tips. (laughs) Also, just so you know, um, it does have some intense discussions, but it never has swears, never on-screen violence from what I remember. Um, Nothing that I can think of as major triggers. They do talk about gun violence and immigration a lot. So keep that on. uh, There's one character with complex PTS. So if you have that, they do have a discussion of that. And if you don't want to hear that in your leisure time, that's totally fair. Don't watch it. But if people want to see some representation of a really cool war vet who has complex PTSD, uh, definitely check it out. Please, please do. And yeah, enjoy it. It's a good ride. It's really worth the time to watch. And if you have any suggestions for things we can talk about in this segment of the podcast let us know we'll check out we want to check out some new projects some more art some more books and audiobooks and cool things let us know what you want us to talk about exactly and also let us know what you want to call it because until we have a name for it i am going to force you to listen to my singing and that is your punishment for not coming up with a good name for it yeah it works you're welcome i believe that's it for all that's all we have to offer today yes Um, Again, thank you all for listening. Please do check out our Patreon. Check out our website in general to find all the links to our social media, www.makingqueerhistory.com. If you can, definitely email us at queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com and definitely leave a review for us on iTunes. We will check it out and look at it and read it with our eyes and we'll be very excited to hear what you have to say. We appreciate you all so much and we're just happy that we can provide you with all of our fun facts. Exactly. And not so fun facts. And not so fun facts. So, thank you for listening in, and remember, history is queerer than you think.
We have always existed and we are still here Telling the stories of those slung dead We won't disappear We're taking the pen back into our own hands We live and we breathe and we keep creating Taking a stand History is clearer than you We hold our own future, we learn from the past They've tried to remove our legacy, but we are built to last So listen to the stories, cause they'll help us grow From Sappho to Frida Kahlo, there's always more to know History is queerer than you Every step we're taking